Hey everyone, welcome and thanks for tuning into our podcast. Happy Mother's Day. Hey moms, we want to celebrate you today. We love you. Today, guess what? I get to preach and I'm excited. I have a message entitled, Lessons from Isolation. Come on now, we know a little something about social isolation today, don't we? We know it firsthand. And you know, some of us, we're loving it and some of us are hating it. But you know, if you're a mom, you're probably saying, what isolation? I'm never alone now, right? (laughs) But this has been a time of family dinners and doing projects that we've always wanted to do. And wouldn't it be a shame if we wasted this gift that God's given us, this gift of time with our families? Today I want to read a scripture in Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Um, Isolation is kind of strange to us in this day and age. But in the Bible days, it was very common. And I want to talk about a few people who, you know, dealt with isolation. The Bible's full of isolation instances. Jesus himself went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And he fasted and he was um, tested. And he also, he escaped to mountaintops to pray. He escaped with his um, disciples, you know, to seek the Lord oftentimes. Moses He was on the backside of the desert for 40 years and he ran into what? He ran into a burning bush. He was isolated. He was on his own with his little flock of sheep, you know? Moses also, he went to a mountain to seek the Lord and God spoke to him. The Bible says that God spoke to him face to face like a man speaks to a friend. Isn't that cool? Um, You know, Noah. Noah, his, he and his family were isolated on a boat for a long time with a bunch of animals, weren't they? Another guy, the Apostle Paul, he wrote most of the New Testament from prison or from house arrest. So isolation is not something new in the Bible. Today I want to talk about someone, um, another person in the Bible, who um, did isolation right and wrong, but um, I want to talk about him doing it right the first time. I want to talk about David. David in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, it says, But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued that sheep from the mouth, from its mouth. When one turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Wow. Psalm 63 is a psalm of David written in the wilderness of Judah. He knew isolation. The boy David who killed the the giant Goliath, he knew isolation. He used this time of isolation to learn to protect his sheep. He learned it to, to grow in the Lord. He learned it to become the warrior that he became, the warrior king. He used it to worship and grow close to God. He did isolation right. He knew what he was doing. In 1 Samuel 13, verse 14, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Wow, I want for that to be said about me. But you know, David, he made a conscious choice to worship, to seek, and to search after God in his isolation. He didn't waste his isolation. What about you? You know, what kind of choices have you made to grow in the Lord during this time. How are you moving forward in your faith in God? You know, growth is a choice. It doesn't happen without effort. Growth is something that we have to choose to do. And this is the perfect time to seek God. This is the perfect time to read
read God's word and apply it to your life. This is the perfect time to worship in your living room, to lead your family in the ways of God, to make the changes that you know you need to make. Most of us come from messed up homes, you know, and we need to alter the way we live because we're just doing what we, what we saw modeled to us, but we know it's not healthy. This is the perfect time to start praying over your kids at night when you put them to bed. This is the perfect time to read God's word with your family. This is the perfect time for them to hear you pray, to hear you worship, to see you choose to watch church instead of all the other crap that's on TV. Opportunities for isolation, they're few and far between in this day and age. And if we don't make knowing God more of a priority in our lives, we can make huge life-altering mistakes in our isolation. You know, David, he also had a time where isolation didn't go so well in his life. It's found in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. It says this, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and he walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. And David went, sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. And she came to him and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. David didn't do isolation so well this time, did he? Maybe some of us aren't doing isolation so well either. Maybe we're staying up too late. Maybe we're binge eating and binge watching and binge watching the news all the time. But you know, David, he chose to stay home when his men were off at war, when his men were fighting their enemy. He was probably bored. He was walking around on the roof after taking a nap, it said. And he saw Bathsheba taking a bath without her Sheba on, if you know what I mean. And he chose to send for her. And he chose to sleep with her. And he chose to send her away. Well then, you know, the thing that they didn't want to happen happened. She became pregnant. And David had to come up with a plan. And his plan was to send for Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, and to bring him home so that he could go and sleep with Bathsheba and cover up their sin. But you know what? Uriah, he didn't go home to his wife. He felt he was an honorable man, and he knew that his, his uh, fellow you know, soldiers, they were fighting. They were in battle, and he didn't go home to his wife. He felt that that would be a betrayal of those who he loved. So he, he stayed at the king's palace. And David, you know, he had to change his plan. He had to change it a couple of times. And he eventually decided he had to kill Uriah. So he sent Uriah back to the front lines and he sent a message with him saying, make sure he gets to the front and he gets killed. And that's what happened. Um, you know, David's choice to sin had an effect on the lives of the people around him. And... If you continue to read the story in 2 Samuel, you see that the consequences of his sin caught up with him. Even the king, consequences caught up with him. And the baby that they conceived died. God uses isolation to change us. 
I want for you to realize that. He uses isolation to change our lives. Think of all that's changed in the last seven weeks. A lot has changed. We're wearing masks. Who thought we would ever do that? We're not touching people like we would always do. We're not shaking hands. We're staying six feet away. When you go to the grocery store, you're like, whoa, I don't want to get too close to anyone. We were valuing toilet paper. I mean, come on, a lot has changed. And if you're like me, change is not easy, but change is necessary. It's necessary. God loves you and I more than we can imagine. And he accepts us just like we are, faults and all, even with our sin issues. He does. That's in the Bible. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God, God demonstrates his own love towards us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves us too much, though, to leave us the way we are. He doesn't want to leave us like we are. His plan is to give you a brand new life. Not the same old busted and broken one that you always had, but change is a choice, and it isn't always easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary for healing your hurt. It's necessary for correcting your thinking. It's necessary for freedom from what binds us. It's necessary for us to live in God's fullness. You see, God has a plan for your life. I'm not just making a cutesy statement here. God has a plan for your life, but you have to choose to walk in it. You have to choose that plan. Psalm 17 verse 5 says, My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not stumbled. The path is placed before us, and God shows us the way. But sometimes, you know, the path, it seems difficult. And because we forget that he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, or he's, the Bible also says that he makes the path level for us. So we say to ourselves, we say, oh, oh, this is just too hard for me. I'm overwhelmed. I need to step off the path for just a little bit. I need to step back. I need to step away. That's when we step right into the enemy's hands. My isolation can be my decimation if I allow it. That's what David did. He allowed decimation to come his way. But, you know, he was probably tired and he was probably stressed out from leaving, you know, and that's why he didn't go out to war when the other kings did. I can imagine he had a lot of excuses. He made the choice to isolate himself from the voice of God. He made the choice to step off the path of God's plan for his life. But praise God, his mercies are new every morning. And David, he made the choice to repent. You know, repentance, repentance is a word that we don't hear too much anymore. Repentance is not just me saying, I'm sorry for my sin or I'm sorry I got caught. Repentance is me saying, I'm sorry, but I want to change. Um, I don't want to fall into that same trap over and over. I want change in my life. That's repentance. You know, I can remember a story of myself as a, as a new Christian and my spiritual father, he called me in to have a talk with me, my pastor. And he loved me enough to tell me some things that he noticed about my life. And he, he even loved me enough to say, here are some choices that you need to make, Jenny, today. <laughs> and you know, my first response was anger. I was mad. And I stormed out of that office. I stormed out. I went outside. And my fatal error was I started praying. And I asked God to help me. And God spoke to me, and he began to tell me 
that he had a plan for my life. And he told me that I had to make the tough choices, but that he would carry the burden for me. And he would do the hard parts for me. He told me that he loved me too much to leave me like I was. So you know what I did? <laughs> I walked back into that room and I told my pastor, I said, you're right. I told him, you know, I need to, I'm ready. Let's make those changes. I wish you could have seen the look on his face because he was so shocked that I, that I was there saying that. But God did a real work in my life and I can't even describe it, how amazing it was. And he wants to do the same for you. You know, he loves you just as much as he loves me. He doesn't look at me any differently. And he wants to do a work in us. He loves us enough not to leave us the way we are. And you know what? The truth is, social isolation is where that change takes place. Isolation is the preparation for transformation. When we pull back, when we get away from the crowd, when we choose to hear God's voice over others and over ourselves, you know, today I want to encourage you. Maybe today you need to take a walk. Maybe you need to go for a drive. Maybe you need to just sit on the edge of your bed with your Bible and some worship music. But you need to take time to hear from God. You need it. You need it desperately. Take the time to hear his voice. Use your isolation for a purpose. Come on, you are so special to God. And he just wants to speak to your life. He wants to show you the path. He wants to help you in every single way. Today, you know, you have a choice. We have a choice. Will I grow? Will I change? Will I allow him to do what, I, what he, we know he wants to do in us. Come on, I know you know some areas where you need to grow. But what God has been dealing with us about this week, we need to say, hey God, here I am. Use me, work in me. You know, for me, I've been dealing with a little bit of anxiety this week. I even got a little upset with my pharmacist the other day. I had gone back for the third time for the same medication and I was really frustrated. Maybe I ruined my witness a little bit, you know? I hate to say that, I'm ashamed to say it. You know, I was really frustrated on Friday when I went to Publix and they didn't have meat again. All they had was pork and I can't eat all that pork. That would upset my stomach. Um, you know, I have a mother with Alzheimer's who can't speak or walk or even feed herself. And sometimes I get really frustrated and anxious about taking care of her because I can't be there. I can't be there for her vulnerability. You know, both of my boys are graduating this spring and one from high school and one from college and their graduations are all messed up and it really gets on my nerves, you know? It makes me anxious. But I need to allow God to help me to not allow my anxiety to take over my life. I don't wanna be known for my anxiety. I wanna be known for my faith in God. You know, I don't want anxiety to have its way in me. I want for God to have his way in my life. You know, whatever you're dealing with, God wants to work in you. Whatever it is, it's not too big for God. Let's choose to take our isolation and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened to us. Let's choose to allow God to have his way in us. Let's surrender everything to him. Come on, I want to pray with you. You know, maybe today you need to just embrace the place where you are. You need to embrace that isolation. 
And you need to let that isolation uh, do a work in your life. Maybe today you need to make a decision for Christ. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are right here right now. And God, our isolation, it came on us with no warning. Some of us were really frustrated by the outcome of some things. And God, some of us, we've lost jobs. We've lost hours. Um, you know, some of us, our businesses are having some issues. But God, today, we bring it all to you. And God, we say, Lord, we don't want to waste this opportunity of isolation. We want to turn to you, just like the boy David did in the desert. You know, he turned to you. He learned to worship. He learned to praise. He became strong in the Lord. And God, I pray that today, Lord, over us. God, help us to be strong in you. Today, maybe you need to accept the Lord for the first time. Maybe you're like, man, this sounds great. I want to step on that path that God has for my life. Come on, if that's you, let's pray together. Jesus, I pray for those who, who need you, God, who want to make a life change, who choose today to step on the path that you have for their life. And God, I pray right now that you would work and move in them. I thank you, God, that we can repent of our sin. And God, you do all the heavy lifting for us. You take care of us, Lord. You start and you give us that brand new life that we so desperately want. Oh, Jesus, we just thank you for what you're doing in the lives of people. And today, God, I pray that this word would ring in our ears. And God, we would choose to turn to you in our isolation. We would choose to grow. Some of us, we've been so stagnant in our walk with you. And God, I pray, Lord, that we would choose to take a step out of it. That we would choose to wake up. And we would choose to seek your face like never before. God, help us to do something new. Help us to do something new in our lives. Help us to do something new in our walk with you. Oh, God, help us to read your word with a, a deeper passion. Help us, God, to apply it to our lives. Help us, Lord, to live in front of our families, God, like you would want us to live. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to deal with our hurts and our pain, that we would deal with our sin issues, God. Oh, Lord, you don't want us to have sin issues because you want the best for us. You have better for us. God, I just thank you that you want better for us. And today, God, we choose that. We trust you. We trust your voice. We trust, God, that you have a better life in store for us. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that the best is yet to come. Oh, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Oh, God is so, so good. And today, I believe that if you will choose to, to make isolation something good, that God is going to just increase your life in every way. If you would like to give to this ministry, simply log on to our website at oceanwaychurch.com or check out our app where you can give as well. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us again next week.